0: This is the The Fat Boy's Fantasy Fantasy Podcast Podcast Show, hosted by
1: Bo Finley
0: and Brant Walker. Welcome back to another episode of Fat Boy's Fantasy uh, Podcast. As always, it's Brant and Bo coming at you. Uh, Today we're going to break down uh, way too early top tens. Uh, This will be new to both of us. We have not seen our final drafts of either one's one's top ten.
1: So, hope we have some discussions here. In typical Fat Boys fa- fashion, though, we do have a name for this. Yes, we do. Segment, correct?
0: Yes, yes. We're going to call
1: it the way too early grocery list. Grocery You list. know when you go grocery shopping, you got to have that list that, that your wife sends you to the store with, your girlfriend, mama, whatever, uh-huh. sends you with that list, you better not come home without anything on it. This is the draft pre, like week before grocery shopping list kicks off. Obviously, as it gets closer to grocery shop day, you scratch things out, you add things, things change. So this is our way too early uh, grocery list, and obviously, when you go to the grocery store, you got your your four food groups that you kind of kind of pick on. At least for me, you got your meats, which you want to throw Absolutely. on the grill, you want to smoke them. You got your snacks, you know, the the, the stuff that you really go to Little the store Debbie. for. Yeah, you got your fatty cakes, your chips, and then you got your produce, your vegetables, and your fruits. A lot less appealing, but you know you got to have them to be successful in life. So we'll get into that here in a minute. But before we do, there is something weighing on my mind heavy that I saw on my phone on the way to this podcast tonight from work. AJ Dillon's nickname last year was what? The Quad Father, because of how yeah. massive his quad. Get that man out of town. He's not the quad father. Mike Davis's pictures from training camp today. This man's got bigger quads than Saquon Barkley and he's got bigger quads than A.J. Dillon. It, the internet is going nuts. Look this picture up if you haven't seen it yet. I'm not saying it's going to translate to a darn thing as far as what he's able to do behind the Atlanta Falcons offensive line. Did you move
0: him into your top ten just by that picture? Uh,
1: it, was, it was tempting. I, I did leave him <laughs> off of my initial grocery list. I'm not saying he may not find his way on there at some point, but this is impressive. Um, this dude's legs look like – bowling balls on each one of, right above his kneecap it's 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 insanely impressive and you know what's a big deal when adam is sending out pictures of it absolutely um but anyway i digress so we're going to go through our top tens at each position we're also going to throw in a couple sleepers that we think might uh um eventually break the top 10 again they're the early list there's going to be some jockeying of, of things walker and i are going to have some disagreements on some things we'll hash that out here and then we're going to talk a little bit about some uh schedules that we like that are semi-favorable here uh and we'll go ahead and kick it off so walker you know obviously your meats are the most important thing especially for us dudes uh if you're vegetarian i apologize i hope i'm not offending you Uh, but meats we want to throw them on the grill it's our favorite thing to cook right and it's also the most important thing to be successful when cooking so I think that the meat section's got to be our quarterbacks.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. A little note that came out, for those of you who may have missed it today, Joe Burrow, who under, uh, underwent the left knee surgery, is slated to be a full go week one of the season. So he should be back under center week one.
1: And I do believe both of us are going to have him in our way to early top tens.
0: Absolutely. i uh, I think thankful he's going to hopefully be back because I own him in Dynasty and Traded quite a bit to make sure I left
1: the draft room with him. Yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, um, in Dynasty League and Redraft Leagues, usually when you're doing your drafts, you push the quarterbacks back a little bit because the drop-off in value from 1 to 15, let's say, isn't that significant. Okay, we learned the hard way last year by doing that exact strategy. We waited, we waited, we waited, we waited. Matt Ryan fell to a point where we couldn't let him go anymore. We needed a quarterback. We almost had our bench full at that point. We picked up Matt Ryan. And we missed the playoffs because we could never up upgrade our quarterback situation. Um, so they are important, and I think that's something you and I will take into draft season this year. Absolutely. More so than we did last year. Um, because, yes, if you do have a great team around them, you can you can get to the playoffs without a quarterback. But if you have a good quarterback and a pretty good team around that quarterback where a quarterback's going to get you 25 points a week in, week out, you're looking pretty good. 25 points guaranteed in your lineup. Can't go without it. Um, so I'll go over my top three here real quick. We're going to go through one through 10, then a couple sleepers. I'll say my top three. You say your top three, and then we'll discuss a little bit. So my top three is Patrick Mahomes at number one, Josh Allen at number two, and Justin Herbert at number three. Okay, mine mine go. I got Mahomes at number one. I got Kyler Murray at number
0: two, and I got Josh Allen at number three. So just a little difference there. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes unanimously is number one. I mean, he played, what, 14, 15 games last year and still finished as the number four uh quarterback Mm -hmm. 15 games and he finishes the number three scoring quarterback so give him that extra two games and i think he go ahead goes ahead and jumps right back into the number one spot where he belongs all the weapons there that's unanimous he's number one he's one of those guys that if he's sitting there in the third round I know I always say don't jump for a quarterback this is one guy I will jump for
1: yeah especially in a dynasty I think If, if you can get value like Patrick Mahomes in the third round of a dynasty um, you got to jump all over that. I, I'd feel comfortable taking Mahomes in a super flex or a Dynasty League late first, early second. Absolutely. Uh, and, Absolutely. and I wouldn't hesitate. The other one that we had that was unanimous in our top three, um, I believe I had him one spot higher than you, was Josh yes. Allen. But both of us had him in the top three. Um, huge year for Josh Allen last year. Uh, looked good running the ball, throwing the ball. You know that the addition of Stephon Diggs, maybe that's what we were missing in this in this Buffalo offense was just that that number one throw the ball up, go get it kind of wide receiver. He's got that now. Stefan Diggs looked great last year in that system, and and Josh Allen. It looks like it's pedal to the metal. Um, I I really think if if Patrick Mahomes is not in the league playing the way Patrick Mahomes is, Josh Allen has to be heading into this season as the odds-on favorite for an MVP.
0: Absolutely, I have Josh Allen as the number three, just because I believe that there's going to be a little. Regression is rushing and is rushing uh, numbers this year. Just because I think they're going to want to get into more running the ball. They didn't do anything to add to that backfield, but I think they're going to want to try to open it up and make sure he stays a little safer and, and not putting his whole body at risk. Because when he runs, he runs hard. He doesn't. Yes. He doesn't normally slide. He goes for that extra yard. And I think the coaching staff is going to want to bring that back, just like they did with Russ. As years went on, they brought it back, brought it back, brought it back to almost—I mean, sure. nothing last sure. year. Um, now I have Kyler Murray at number two. Mm-hmm. And and that's once again he got he added some weapons there he added Rondell Moore he added um, uh,
1: AJ Green AJ
0: Green he still has Hopkins he's got Christian Kirk I think his passing is going to go up this year and I think also his rushing touchdowns are going to go up this year because a lot of people with them adding James Conner a lot of teams are going to key in on James Conner and I think Kyler Murray is going to sneak out for a few more touchdowns than he did last year and that's that's the only reason I really have him up there as the number two and I mean playing it. Playing in that conference, they get San Francisco and they get um, the Rams twice. But once you see the same team twice? You normally know sure. their, their schemes and everything, so it won't affect him as much as it would affect, like, uh, Josh Allen seeing him one time a year or Herbert or anybody else. So I just think Kyler Murray's gonna going to take one more step forward.
1: Sure. Uh, you know, I, I have Herbert in, in my top three, and obviously um, – you know, he hasn't played a full season in the NFL yet. You know, he, he, he started, what, the third week last year? Is that right? When Tyrod Taylor got his lung punctured. He uh, played 15 games. So he missed – he started the second – or played the second game. Started the second yeah. game late, late start there. Um, you know, obviously the weapons around him aren't that great. He did take a hit this year losing Hunter Henry. Uh, but Jared Cook coming in um, – feasible option not the best option but listen you got a new coaching staff coming in there you got a new offensive coordinator coming in there so so things could look a little different but I just think this guy's raw talent and raw ability we saw what he did last year with a brand new system to him granted it wasn't a brand new system to everybody around him but it was a brand new system to him last year and he hit the ground running there was there was no issues had he have played full 16 game slate um very high possibility you could have seen him in the mvp the race there with rogers uh, he was just doing all the right things. And listen, if we're starting a dynasty up right now from scratch, this guy's name's up there as far as quarterbacks I want to have. Um, in redraft, he's he's going to be a top three quarterback taken off the board in my mind. Um, and I wouldn't argue with anybody taking him over Patrick Mahomes or, or Josh Allen either.
0: Absolutely. I have Herbert also in my top ten. I'll, I'll uh, say his position later. The one thing that scares me with him is, is uh, his – Second year, I think, in Oregon, he had an explosive year. and Then he he regressed a little bit. And I'm not 100% a Herbert believer yet. I think that he's going to take a little step back. I still have him, like I said, in my top ten. I'm just not – I don't believe in it yet. He shows me it two years in a row, and I definitely will have him up there in the top three.
1: That's fair. Um, Okay, so let's go our next three. So at four, I have Dak Prescott, five, Russell Wilson, and six, I have your boy, Kyler Murray. So I have Kyler Murray in my top ten as well. Just not as high on him as you have, were. So who do you have for your next three up? Uh,
0: so my number four, I have Aaron Rodgers. Okay. My number five, I have Justin Herbert, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Number six, I have six, I have Dak Prescott right there.
1: Okay, so some big differences here, really. Yeah. Um, we kind of flipped Kyler Murray and, and Justin Herbert kind of in our rankings a little bit. Uh, we both have Dak Prescott in here. and Then you have Rodgers. I have Wilson, uh, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks there, no doubt, on their respective teams. Um why don't you take it away? Tell me why Aaron Rodgers is in your next three up. And I'll talk about why Russell Wilson's in my next three up.
0: Aaron Rodgers always finds his way into the top five of every, every year in fantasy. And I think once again, as long as he stays in green Bay, which it looks like he's going to, obviously things may change as he stays in green Bay. He still has Adams. He still has Jones. He added Amari Rodgers. He still has Lazard and, uh, Tanyan. and Tanyan and, uh, St. Brown, he has all of his weapons back with one added in. He did lose Jamal Williams.
1: Did you say weapons? Yes. I just wanted to make sure we we're calling those guys weapons. Well, we
0: kind of have to because that's about all they got. We didn't say if they were BBs or or uh, nine mils, but he has his weapons there. Okay. Um. But yeah, so I just think he always finds his way up there. I think he does it again. He always gets his rushing touchdowns.
1: He nerf. They might be Nerf guns. Either way. Okay. okay. It's still a weapon. Uh, here's here's again. I have uh I have Aaron Rodgers in my top. Top 10 as well. Again, we'll talk about his position where I have him in a minute. I'm a little bit more hesitant because there has been the rumors. I might not – he might not play. He might just retire if they can't get a deal done to trade him. There is still the circulation that he could be traded. And if he goes someplace like Las Vegas, who's a a high possibility landing spot here, their offensive line just got completely dismantled. Their best weapon outside of Darren Waller is Henry Ruggs. There's no Devontae Adams in town in Las Vegas. He goes there. There, Yes, he is an amazing, amazing talent, but he's up there in age, okay? There, again, we talk about it all the time. Father Time's undefeated. Eventually, Father Time's going to come in here. I still think Aaron Rodgers has a great year. Would not be surprised at all to see him in the MVP race again at this season. I just have him down a little bit because of that. Now, on the flip side, your boy, Russell Wilson, my boy on my Dynasty team, I have really high hopes for this year. Um, as a Seahawks fan, you know, we've had this discussion before Pete's talking about run the ball, run the ball, run the ball led to the disagreement between him and Schottenheimer last year, Schottenheimer left town, new offensive coordinator came in, obviously all signs look like, oh, Chris Carson's going to be the dude We're going to run the ball. And then we do what in the draft? We add a pass catching speedster with you guys, excuse me, with you guys' first pick. Then you go and add an offensive lineman who excels at what? Pass blocking. And is not very good at what? run block okay and that's so why he slipped <laughs> here's what i'm thinking is going to happen first half of the year last year you guys were un- unbeatable looked like the real deal russ is in the conversation because russ was doing what russ was cooking russ was making plays happen which he's going to do regardless of whether it's a run game uh plan or a pass game plan but russ had an arguably one of his better career years last year um i ultimately fell short which is is what it is defense should be better this year there for y'all And I I think Russ getting another weapon, it's going to open up DK and lock it more. And if Eskridge can get deep and and be open for Russ when the pocket breaks down and things like that, it's going to be another great weapon. I think Russell Wilson is going to get his MVP this year. said it on this show last year. had to put my foot in my mouth right after I traded for him, and I promise you – if he starts out slow again this year and it looks like I'm the curse, I will cut him and let somebody else pick him up so he can go back to his MVP form and you guys can win a Super Bowl because I do believe Russ has a very good chance this year becoming an MVP.
0: I have Russ. I do have Russ in the top ten. Uh, I just don't have him as high. A, he doesn't. he's not rushing as much as he used to. B, we added some stuff to that line, so I'm really hoping that, that he actually gets the chance in the pocket to play. But it until they let Russ cook because, like you said, all signs were are all words were saying run run run. All signs are pointing to pass pass pass. So I'm not liking this right now. I want to know what it is. I like I said. I do have Russ in my top ten. I just
1: there's three defenses in your division who want to know what it is too. Yeah, I like so. it. Keep them guessing. Um, obviously, the other name that we both had here that was synonymous was Dak Prescott coming back after that nasty knee injury. Nobody really knows – or ankle injury, excuse me. Nobody really knows what it's going to look like. But one thing I do know that it looks like is Zeke Elliott, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper. Not a whole lot of wide receiver cores and running back cores better than that as far as uh, being good for a passer. Um, he got the bank thrown at him this offseason. Should be good. Not a whole lot to say there. And then the other two names we both had are the other names that each of us had were names that we talked about previously with Tyler Murray for you, me and Herbert for you. Um, really, the only reason I have Prescott
0: at, at um six and not up at four is I want to know what what his knee is going to sure, look like and sure. everything else. But yeah, if he if he comes right back, he's in conversation as the one or two quarterback possibly with how, with the pace he was on.
1: All right, let's go ahead and finish out these top ten with our with our last four guys that we have in right now. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I'm gonna go. Okay, go it. ahead. Number seven, I have Lamar Jackson. Number eight, I have Russell Wilson. Number nine, I have Joe Burrow. Number 10, Tom Brady.
1: Um I, 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 we're, we're on quarterbacks. You said a running back for number seven.
0: Yeah, well, he gets he he's listed as a quarterback. but he's still.
1: But he's, he's he's not he's not, but he's listed as a quarterback. Okay, I I okay, yeah, okay. He doesn't um,
0: get the double tag, unfortunately. Yeah well, <laughs> yeah,
1: well um I have in my top seven or my to round up my top ten, I have at seven Aaron Rodgers, at eight Matt Ryan, nine, Joe Burrow and 10 Matthew Stafford. So we got quite a bit of differences there. Um, Real quick, I'll run through why I have my guys the way I do. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, again, it's Aaron Rodgers coming off an MVP season. Not a whole lot to say there. If Matt Ryan, I have an eight, listen, I know I'm a homer. I'm an idiot, whatever, that's fine. Matt Ryan, if Julio Jones is not traded, is going to have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Mike Davis, Russell Gage, Kyle Pitts at his disposal. I don't know if it gets much better than that.
0: No, it definitely does
1: Now, I'm not saying that Julio Jones is going to stay and, and going to be there. If Julio Jones leaves, Matt Ryan probably comes outside of my top ten. But right now, just based on weapons around him, you can't leave him out. Joe Burrow, uh, we again. We both had at nine. Joe Burrow, we both had at nine. Weapons are there this year. He's reunited with his, with his best playmaker out of LSU, Jamar Chase. Didn't draft anybody to protect him. So, if he has time to throw the ball, that'll be something to, to see – but again, another great wide receiving core. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. I mean, Thaddeus Moss. I mean, let's be honest. Joe Burrow's got a nice, uh, uh weapons at his disposal. And I didn't name any Nerf guns there. I named a potato gun in, in Thaddeus <laughs> Moss. Uh, but, uh, no, no, um, Nerf guns. And then my top 10, to finish in my top 10 at number 10, Matthew Stafford, change of pace, uh, going to play with, uh, Cam Akers, uh, Robert Woods, who's terrible, and Cooper (laughs) Cup and Tyler Higbee, Sean McVay. Uh, Listen, if Sean McVay can make Jared Goff look like an MVP caliber quarterback, what's he going to do when he actually has one at his disposal in Matthew Stafford? um, Matthew Stafford's been on some very, very terrible teams. Um, The only hesitation I have on Matthew Stafford, and I'm going to knock myself a little bit for putting him in here, is that Rams' defense is so good. I don't know how many times Matthew Stafford's going to have to throw a game this late in his career, but he is a gunslinger, and if he's given the opportunity, he's going to be in the top ten, I believe, at the end of the season. So if you want to run through yours, i whatever I
0: got, I got uh, Lamar Jackson in there as number seven just because he is a running back playing the quarterback spot, so he gets double the points here. Um, pretty much I got Tom Brady in so there. It's because it's Taysom
1: Hill, and you didn't have him in there.
0: Well, we don't even know if he's, if he's starting. Um, I put Tom Brady in there. I'm going against Father Time for the first time. Normally, I have Tom Brady outside my top ten, but he's got all the weapons there to to do it again. So until Father Time actually hits Tom Brady, I'm going to keep him up there. Uh, I had Matt Ryan as one of my sleepers because of all the weapons he does have at his disposal, and he and he has an MVP in his in his background. He's shown he can do it. He he could be. He's one of my sleepers to join this grocery list here. Okay. Um, another one I got is uh, one of your favorites is uh, Tua Tagovailoa. I'll never say it right, so I'll just look at you. Um, he's, once again, all the weapons there, they added, they built this team for him. This is his make or break here. I have him as my number 11 QB right now. I would love to see him make it up here in this top 10. I think everything is there for him if he does not make this jump. You may see Miami looking for a new quarterback. Oh, I
1: believe they will 100%. Uh,
0: another one of my names is I have Ryan Tannehill. He snuck in there. I believe he finished just outside – oh, no, inside the top ten last year. And they added um, – they need Fritzker and Fitzpatrick to step up in order for him to make the the grocery list here. So, I definitely – I have him as one that could uh, step up. And I I, I think that that tightens, uh offense is going to open up the pass a little bit more this year than they have
1: yeah so when we talk, we talked about when we talk about these quarterbacks obviously i've got my two sleepers too but we we name this the meat section okay so at the top three ish, you're looking at your steaks your good cuts of meat then the tomahawks move, then you move down into your pork chops a little bit then you're down into your burger patties things like that we're down here talking about our bologna and our hot dogs here for me as far as you know, if everything else pick, is picked over, I can still throw a hot dog on the grill. It still tastes pretty good with a little bit of mustard on it, whatever. Um, my sleepers are Lamar Jackson. Again, I'm not a fan of him, but he finds a way to do it. We all know it's with his legs, okay? He, he throws a ball about like, you know, the girls do at the fifth grade recess when they want to play, and they, you make them quarterbacks so they don't get hurt. Um and and then uh I, i've got another one here and I, i'm kind of waiting for you to, to whip your hand around and, and backhand me here but i have jalen hurts okay um is jalen hurts the answer quarterback at philadelphia i don't know but he's as of right now i, I think Zach Hurts is going to be gone but he's got Zach hurts he's got dallas goddard he's got miles sanders he's got the best pass catching back out of this class and kenneth gainwell he's got arguably the best receiver in this class and Devonta Smith, and he got last year's first-round pick, excuse me, and Jalen Rager. Again, um, he's got the running ability. A lot of these quarterbacks on this list, um, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, guys that we've talked about, if you take their legs away from them, they don't sniff the top 10 probably. Okay? So Jalen Hurts with his legs and his mobility could find himself here in the top 10. All right, so that takes us through our meets, Let's go to what I go to the grocery store for. If I'm going with my wife or she sends me – Fatty I'm, cakes? I'm loading down on desserts, chips, junk food, things I don't need. Hence the name Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. If we didn't eat stuff like that, we wouldn't have this name. <laughs> but those are the running backs for me, okay? Do you need them to be successful? Yeah, a little bit. But, but in most drafts, what do people like to stock up on?
0: Wide receiver.
1: <laughs> you did. early <laughs> Early running backs – Get them as often as you can. Try to stack them up because you never know how long they're going to last. Little Debbie's don't last that long on a the shelf. They start molding in the package. You know things happen. How would you
0: know? You ain't never had a you ain't never had a box last that
1: long. I've heard stories <laughs> now opposite of Twinkies that would survive a, n- a nuclear bomb.
0: Uh,
1: but but we're, which you know my Twinkie might be my number one guy. Uh, well, let's get right into it. I think our top three are going to be very similar again, just like they were last time. At one, I have King Henry. Two, I have Christian McCaffrey, and three, I have Dalvin Cook. I've
0: got uh, Barkley as number one, CMC as two, and Henry as three. Um, Henry's only that low because it, it, we're talking mainly PPRs, main, the main leagues we play in. His PPR just isn't there. He doesn't catch as much as the, those top two guys. That's the only reason. Barkley, I think I look for a, a as long as he stays healthy, which he hasn't, but they have built – that they got the receiving core to open that run lane up, they built that team up. So, I like Barkley this year to right. take off
1: devil's advocate a little bit here. I have Barkley in my top 10, so don't think of me as a complete hater. Everybody talks about uh Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley, top three, top three, top three, top three, top what, three. What's he done outside of his rookie year? Not much because he hasn't played a full season. Yeah, uh, that that's concerning to me. If I if I'm in a draft. And I'm spending a top three pick on somebody. I want somebody that doesn't necessarily have to be extremely durable, but no, more durable than what he's shown so far in this career. Yes, his rookie year, he was phenomenal. All right. But since then, I, 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 just not enough there for me to waste a top three pick on him. If I'm wasting a top three pick, I want it on somebody who, yeah, maybe they won't play a full season, but the production I get out of them prior to is, is good. Um, they're going to play more than half the games. And listen, yes, Derrick Henry's not a PPR monster, but the last two years in the in the league, he's he's uh, been the number one running back from from the line of scrimmage, and that's pretty much all with rushing. Bear in mind because he doesn't catch a lot of balls. Leads running backs in touchdowns, I believe, the last two years. And new offensive coordinator coming in. Tannehill's been average up until last year, really. Um, I think they're going to lean on Derrick Henry more than they ever have, which is ludicrous to say because he's had 300 touches the last two seasons. But I, I think the sky's the limit. And then Dalvin Cook for me I have in, um, just because that, pl- that that playbook in Minnesota's opening, Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, it's it's really kind of a blasphemous shame that neither one of us had him in our top ten. Because I saw some stats the other week. He had more touchdowns thrown than uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert. He had a better completion percentage than Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he, he was above a lot of these guys that were in top tens and nobody thinks about him, but he's got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith. It, 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 there, there should be some respectable run lanes for Dalvin Cook this year. Absolutely. Uh, next, next three, uh, go ahead and tell me your next three. I've
0: got Kamara at four. Mm-hmm. I got Cook at five and I got Jonathan Taylor as number six.
1: Okay. I have Barkley or excuse me, Kamara at four, Barkley at five and Aaron Jones at six. So we're unanimous on, on Kamara, um, PPR monster. I don't think a whole lot more needs to be said about that. Mm-hmm. Kamara could go up even higher if, if Jameis Winston's the starter. If it's Taysom Hill, he may slide a little bit. We'll, we'll, that four is a safe spot for him at this point. Um, I've got Barkley, obviously, still good enough to have to be up there. I just don't trust him, obviously, the way you did. You said at five, you had Cook. Yep. So
0: once again, I mean, he's he is a monster. Um, his injury history, just like Barkley, scares me. Okay. Um, that's why I just put him right there in the middle of the road. He always seems to find himself right there. Even missing that time, he normally seems to find himself in that top so, ten. So, so
1: our reasons for switching these guys and having them at the same spots, basically the same. Yes. And then you said you had Jonathan Taylor yes. at six. I had Aaron Jones. I'll go ahead and
0: throw out my seven right now. My seven's Aaron Jones. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. So, I
0: mean, we're not much different on Aaron Jones. I just like Jonathan Taylor there. He showed that he can get it done. And I think that um, with Carson Wentz there, that's going to open it up a lot more. Um, he's not going to he's not going to have the PPR value he did last year without without a, a check down rivers there. I agree. But I still think that he'll get the running lanes. And I think I think one of those three backs you got Hines Taylor and, and Mac there. I think one of them doesn't make it out. Again. Jordan
1: Wilkins is still there too, I believe. So, so yeah, I agree. I think one of them's gone. Um, Aaron Jones, listen, if, if Aaron Rodgers leaves town. And it's it's love or Bortles or any of these other washed up quarterbacks that they've added recently um, ends up getting the nod. Aaron Jones should get more love even than he has in the past, which is kind of hard to fathom because he's gotten a lot of love from Rogers. But if Rogers stays in town, we kind of know what the love level is there. Uh, with 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 Rodgers staying in town, you could see Jones moving up my
0: board because Jamal Williams is gone. So who's going to be his check down back? Yeah. It's still going to be Man Aaron Jones. Jones. Yeah, so I, I think that PPR goes up. I like I said, just left him down there with the question mark on Rodgers. But, yeah, I definitely – originally, my uh, I'll be the first to admit, my original draft of my top ten running backs, I somehow forgot Aaron Jones. I'm pretty sure I did it last year too. But, yeah, he definitely has the capability of moving up in this in this rankings.
1: All right. To finish let's well, to finish out the top ten before we get into uh the the, the sleepers here, I've got uh, Nick Chubb at seven, Jonathan Taylor at eight, Joe Mixon at nine, and Najee Harris at ten.
0: Okay. Okay. I have uh I already said Jones. I have Akers at eight, Zeke at nine,
1: Mixon at ten. And then um So we're vastly different there. Yeah. Um it, it would appear that you left Nick Chubb completely out of your top ten. I did. He's right there in my
0: 12, 13 range. But um, I had one more that I wanted to get in that I think finds his way into the top 10. And I just don't know where to put him quite yet, so I just put him at 11. Austin Eckler plays a full year, PPR, gets Justin Herbert. I think Eckler is is one of those names you're going to see get up there in the top 10. Um, Cam Akers, you hit it exactly why I love Cam Akers this year. That defense is so good. They might not have to pass it. They're gonna lean on Akers a lot more this year, I think. Okay. And then Elliott, I think you left outside of your top ten. Yeah, I hate Zeke Elliott this yeah. year. Yeah. I, I like him because he gets Dak back. I did I did just trade him. Uh we have Mixon. You have Mixon at nine, I have Mixon at ten. Um I just could and with Najee, I just could not get a rookie into this top ten yet.
1: Well, let me let me tell you why I have Najee inside of my top ten, then we'll hit our sleepers really, really fast. Um Najee's inside of my top ten because Ben Roethlisberger can't throw the ball. Just not, his father time has caught Ben Roethlisberger, but Pittsburgh still is clinging on to him. I get it. Ben Roethlisberger's earned the right to retire when he decides he's damn well good and ready. Najee Harris should be a mass beneficiary of that. Best back on the roster, hands down, not even close. Nobody can sniff his jock strap there. Um, should have tons of running lanes, and it's going to be the beneficiary of a lot of check down passes, similar to Jonathan Taylor was last year.
0: Correct. The reason I don't see the running lanes is, once again, you hit it. Ben can't throw it deep.
1: Ben can't throw it deep, but he's got a ton of wide receivers that excel in five-yard catches, which is great. Um, My sleepers, you're going to laugh here. I've got James Robinson, and I've got DeAndre Swift. My reasoning behind James Robinson, did it last year. And then the news comes out and shocks everybody. Travis Etienne is preparing to enter the season as a wide receiver, doing all his work as a wide receiver. I think it's just to get them both on the field at the same time because of how good they are And then DeAndre Swift, there's not much else there in Detroit. That's my rationale behind those two.
0: I've got uh, J.K. Dobbins because I think they're going to lean more on the run and less on uh, Jackson's legs. And I also got C.E.H. to climb into that uh, top 10 because um, I think he's going to be the three-down workhorse there in KC. I
1: Um, love C.E.H. this year. I really do. uh, He's he's top 15 for me, no doubt.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, I also have Eckler right there.
1: So – We've been through our running backs, we've been through our quarterbacks, we've been through the meats, we've been through the the snacks, if you will. Next, I have as as being something that's semi-important or very important is your fruits. You gotta have a well-balanced diet, right? Otherwise, you end up looking like us. <laughs> uh, but your well-balanced diet, you gotta have fruits in there. Now listen, fruits are great because they can still be used in pies on top of desserts, on shortcakes. Absolutely. Fruits have a lot of darn potential, all right. So that's our wide receiver group. So let's hit let's hit in right into it. Let's go through our top three. I'll let you kick this top three off.
0: I got uh, Devontae Adams as my number one. Um, uh, A.J. Brown is my number two wide out this year, and Tyreek Hill is my number three.
1: All right. Um, A.J. Brown is – that one's shocking. A lot of people are probably scratching their head right now. I have him in my top ten as well, just not as high on him as you are. I have Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins. So we're quite different on those. Our top threes. Um, Michael Thomas, for me, it's got to be Jameis Winston. If it's not Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas falls for me. Same way with both of us just discussing. If if it's Rodgers, Adams stays where he's at. If not, he slides. Absolutely.
0: Adams does not come off the number one until Rodgers leaves or – maybe finds another weapon so Adams doesn't get 900 targets or whatever he's been getting every year. Um, I'll go ahead and hit it. I, I, I like AJ Brown this year. I think AJ Brown's going to hit his breakout stride this year um, year three in the league. Um, I think they're going to have to open that passing game up a lot more. And I just, I really think that this is the time where AJ Brown takes a, a leap forward in his career.
1: AJ a. Brown for me is top 10, but listen, let's, let's not be coy. Let's not beat around the bush. While he's still able to do it, Derrick Henry is going to be the focal point of that that, that Tennessee offense. The good news is for Derrick Henry owners and, and, and whatever, is that A.J. Brown and Tannehill have gotten on a page. all right, and That's going to make people respect the pass game a lot more. But let's also not beat around the bush. Arthur Smith's gone, and the reason Tannehill was so successful is because that play-action pass worked immensely well for them last year. If they veer away from that play-action pass, A.J. Brown could fall outside of the top ten altogether. All right, I'm not as, as as high on Ryan Tannehill as you are. He's, he's proven himself to be much better than he looked early in his career here in Tennessee, great resurgence here. Um, but the offensive coordinator left, whatever. I think the passing game takes a small step down, but A.J. Brown's going to take a small step forward because Corey Davis is gone. Um, uh, and then I have DeAndre Hopkins at three. I don't remember who you said at three. I have Ty Tyreek Hill.
0: I do have Hopkins in my four spots. We're not too different on that. Um, I just have Tyree Kill up there because once again Patrick Mahomes plays all 16 games. There he's gonna support Tyree Kill. The break, the breakaway speed, the ability to make people miss. Uh, Tyree Kill is just, I mean, he's he's one of a kind right now.
1: Timeout, put a pin in it, backtrack just a small second. We didn't say something that we said we were gonna discuss when we talked about quarterbacks. We left a huge name off our quarterback list, just backtracking it slightly. Both of us are in complete agreement. If Deshaun Watson plays a full season this oh, year, yeah, yeah. Deshaun Watson is very much a top 10 quarterback. Yes. Don't lose faith in our podcast because you didn't see it. If you turn it off prior to this, I apologize. We meant to hit this way sooner. Yeah. Deshaun Watson needs to stay out of massage parlors, and he'd be a top 10 uh, quarterback this year. But well, let's hope he doesn't go to Miami. Just, <laughs> just because we don't know what the uncertainty is there, if he's going to have a suspension, not have a suspension. We left him off currently. Again, that's a way too early list. All right, back to where we were. Sorry about that. I have... We have DeAndre Hopkins and Tyreek Hill flipped. I have Hill at 4, Hopkins at 3. My rationale behind having Hopkins at 3 is it's Hopkins. Do I need to say a whole lot more? You could have um uh, I don't know, you could bring Bart Starr out of retirement and have Bart Starr throwing the ball at his age to DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to catch the ball. Um he just does it. He, he he's a he's a fantastic wide receiver, whatever. Tyreek Hill to me skyrockets if he gets more targets than Travis Kelsey this year. If that happens, Tyreek Hill's number one wide receiver in fantasy. I don't care who Devontae Adams has thrown him the ball. But while he's playing second fiddle to Travis Kelsey, the numbers are going to be where it's not good enough for him to be number one.
0: Yep. I have Hopkins at four, and the only reason I do is they added more weapons they there with did. A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, and um, –
1: Christian Kirk is still there. So DeAndre Hopkins, to me, should get more open and benefit from that. His targets and receptions may drop a little bit, but his touchdowns and yards should go up. Should, Because he's not going to be able to be double teamed all the time, especially in the red zone, now that you have another huge red zone threat in A.J. Green. Absolutely. Go ahead hit your four through six here. Uh, My four through six, obviously, we already talked about Tyreek Hill. I have Allen Robinson at five and Calvin Ridley at six. Um, Allen Robinson – uh, yes, he's going to start the season out with Andy Dalton, but he does have, um, for two weeks, a, a real quarterback coming in behind him. Somebody he's probably going to be excited about. It's, he's playing on a franchise tag. So, um, what do we know about players playing in their last year? They tend to ball out cause they want big contracts the next year. Um, I have a lot of faith in Alan Robinson this year. Um, he's done it with mediocre quarterback play the last three years. Why would that stop? And then obviously Calvin Ridley, uh, Calvin Ridley is an interesting one for me because if Calvin Ridley, um, it ends up being the number one act in town, he could be even higher on this list. Uh, obviously, um, Julio Jones pulling the number one target or cornerback helps him, but Ridley looked great last year's route tree, might be the best in football. Absolutely,
0: I have uh, Hopkins at four, mm-hmm. Diggs at five, Michael Thomas at six. I'm not as high on Thomas just because the question, the, the question's still there, who's the quarterback? Diggs, I have at five, I know who his quarterback is, I know I've seen the love that Allen has for Diggs and I just I, I think he's he's number 5 right there until until something else happens and I mean really they didn't bring in anybody else to steal targets from him either um they brought in um Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders. who's on his down slope they brought in um uh,
1: Marquez Stevenson, the, the That's wide receiver the question from Houston mark there. that I'm in love with.
0: It was a it was a late draft pick. So yes, he he's a question mark to me. I just don't I don't see anybody threatening the amount of targets he got last year. Now on with Allen Robinson and Calvin Ridley. I have them later down in my top in my top 10. Um, I'll go ahead and hit on it real quick. I have uh, Robinson at eight. I know you had him at five just because once again if Dalton somehow comes out and holds that job longer than I think he should, I don't think he should hold it past preseason I just don't know what the 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 capability is there. I love I devil's love,
1: devil's advocate. If if Andy Dalton comes out and he's playing well enough to keep that job, that probably means Allen Robinson's doing okay.
0: So and then Ridley, I only have him down so low because Julio's still there. Mm-hmm. Julio leaves and I probably have Ridley at the five or six spot. I have him at nine right now because Julio is still in town. So I'll go ahead and hit my six, my six through nine just because or seven, seven through nine, seven through ten. I have Justin Jefferson at seven. Allen Robinson at eight, Ridley at nine, and I have Keenan Allen at number 10.
1: Yeah, so I think our top 10 from start to finish is pretty similar, just different numbers, because my seven through 10 is A.J. Brown, Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, and Justin Jefferson. So I believe all the names are there for both of us. Um, I think we're very similar. We just have them in different positions, a lot of what-ifs, a lot of reasoning behind it. Um, The the one I want to hit on here through my seven through 10 is Keenan Allen. Um, Dude is a target monster, doesn't doesn't cause a lot of separation, doesn't burn anybody after he catches the ball. Not a yak guy, but he always finds a way to catch the ball. And he's (laughs) – outside of Austin Eckler and maybe Jared Cook, who is Justin Herbert going to throw this ball to? If Keenan Allen stays healthy – Mike Williams
0: might get a catch every game.
1: (laughs) Mike Mike Williams can't stay healthy. Um, But, yes, Keenan Allen is a huge fan. I was really tempted to leave Justin Jefferson off my top ten – just because I think he does take a step back, but I also think Adam Thielen takes a step forward. Uh, I just couldn't justify leaving him off. Absolutely. What you got for sleepers over there uh, that could creep into your fruits? So, so my my fruit sleepers, if you will, um, these are my raisins, uh, my guys that I'm just not sold on. Now you throw some yogurt on them raisins, I'm all over it. Some chocolate on them raisins, I'm all over it. But I've got DK Metcalf at number 11. Um, start Again, started out really great early in the season when when Russ was doing his thing, when Russ kind of – you know, slowed down a little bit. DK took a big hit off of that. Gave up on a lot of plays. And he's got to see Jalen Ramsey twice a year. Uh, and then number 12 is a guy I'm absolutely infatuated coming into this season. I have CeeDee Lamb. Um, again, he <laughs> same same reason you have Zeke up there. He gets Dak Prescott back. This could be huge.
0: Uh, one of my sleepers is I have Amari Cooper because he gets <laughs> Dak back. That's um, fair. Another one is uh, I'm, I'm going to hit my number 11 as I have DJ Moore. I think he takes a huge step forward getting Sam Donald in town. And he's the true number one there. And uh, one of my other sleepers is a uh, guy coming back from a, an injury last year is uh, uh, Cortland Sutton. He should be a, a comeback player of the year candidate. He's the true alpha there. We saw that. Well, you you brought it up earlier today that apparently I had missed a lot of this. I didn't watch a whole lot of Denver's games. I haven't gone back
1: and and and
0: really looked at
1: Judy Deep but Butterfingers. You, yes, that's. I mean, you told Jerry, me that today, Jerry Jerry Judy could could be a top 10 wide receiver in the nfl if he if he figures out how to hold on to the ball Uh, i saw video the other day from a game against the los angeles charger chargers where he had seven drops in one game that's astronomical for a first round draft pick if he doesn't figure that out he's not going to get a second contract Um, teams are not going to pay for a guy like that even based on his raw ability which does benefit Cortland sutton immensely because Drew Lockett or Teddy Bridgewater, whoever the starter, is going to throw the ball to who's catching it because they want a contract. Yeah, You know, they want to stick around. They don't want to be replaced. So whoever's catching the ball is going to benefit immensely from that.
0: Yeah. I think um, – and, and Judy's route-running ability and his raw ability as a wideout, even though he, he does bobble it a lot, um, keeps the double teams down off of Cortland Sutton. So I think he's going to be right there and, and just sneaking sneaking his way up the rankings okay. all year.
1: All right, let's let's move on to our last position here that we're going to break down our way to early grocery list top ten on is the tight ends, and we did say that this is the vegetables. Um, again, I don't, I'm not a big fan of lettuce. Okay, if I ate a lot more lettuce, I again we wouldn't be on the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast show. But corn and potatoes are food, and you can make popcorn with corn, and you can make French fries with potatoes. All right, so there is some value here. All right, uh, my top three get it kicked off: Travis Kelsey one, Darren Waller two, George Kittle three. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we have the same names. Okay, a little different order. I have Kittle as number one. I just, I think Trey Lance ends up taking over, and he takes over, and and he sees the huge benefit of it. Uh, Kelsey's number two, um, easily could be number one if it's Travis Kelsey, Um, and I got Waller at three. So, I mean, we have the same names there, just a little different order.
1: Yeah. So, so my reason, my rationale behind it is, again, Kittle missed a lot of time last year, and Waller and Kelsey didn't miss a single step. Um, right now, Waller in Vegas has nobody that's going to steal targets from him. He's still going to be the target monster there. Um, the only person I could see digging into that a little bit is possibly Kenyon Drake because he has that PPR back. Um, but I think Josh Jacobs' ability still keeps Kenyon Drake off the field uh, uh, enough that Waller steals the number one. Kelsey's Kelsey. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going is to force feed him the ball. And why not? Who wouldn't? Kelsey's a, an absolute monster. Love Kittle, obviously. You can't go wrong with any one of these top three guys.
0: I think mean, that's that's the tier separation. That there. is the
1: tier separation. This I mean, is where waters start to get a little murky here. Um, at four, I have TJ Hawkinson. Five, Mark Andrews, and six, Noah Fan.
0: Okay, I have uh, TJ Hawkinson at four, so we're we're even there. I got Kyle Pitts as number five, and I got Noah Fan at six, also. And I have, I'll go ahead and say it, I have Andrews at seven, so not far off yours. I have
1: Pitts at seven, so, so. we're same same names there. Uh, Just, again, different order. It's crazy. It's like we do a podcast together or something. I think (laughs) the same way we do. Um, TJ Hawkinson, uh, same way I had DeAndre Swift earlier. Who's going to steal targets from him? Same reason
0: you have Waller up there too.
1: Yeah, He he should be the beneficiary of a a very large target share this year. Um, Mark Andrews, I don't know why I have him on there. The Ravens don't have a quarterback on the roster. Um, But when the running back does decide to throw the ball, he has looked Mark Andrews' way several times. Um, I don't think Mark Andrews is going to be a top three. I know there was a lot of hope there for a while. He'd break out, break out, break out. Well, the Ravens added two pretty good wide receivers in the draft this year. And um, signed a
0: decent one. And
1: signed a decent one. So there's some hope um, for Mark Andrews to stay top ten, but I could easily see him falling out of the top ten altogether in my book. Uh, Noah Fant, um, he's he's a red zone target there in Denver. Granted, the quarterback play is not great, but could you imagine if Aaron Rodgers comes to town? Um, Noah Fant takes a huge explosion. And I love Kyle Pitts outside of my top five for a reason. One, I'm an Atlanta fan. I don't want to seem like a homer. Two, he's a rookie. We've never really seen rookie tight ends explode onto the scene. We've also never seen a rookie tight end drafted <laughs> in the top five of a rookie draft. So, yes, I understand things point to him being a stud, and I think he will be ultimately just not there yet for me. Absolutely. I think I think Pitts
0: has a very uh, is very capable of moving into that tier yeah. one of those top three tight ends, and I think he does. I think he makes that jump rookie year if Julio leaves. Yeah, I agree. I I, I don't want – and I'm not even a Falcons fan, but I don't want to see Julio in a different jersey that he fits in the Falcons, and I want to see what Matt Ryan can do with all those weapons. Yeah, I agree. Um, So, number seven, you had Pitts. I had Andrews. Uh, My eight through ten, I have Irv Smith, Jr. in Minnesota, Dallas Goddard in uh, Philly, and I got Blake Jarwin finding his way into the top ten.
1: Okay, interesting. Uh, I, I I don't hate it. Uh, I have Mike Jacecki, Austin Hooper, and Robert Tanyan. Um, my number 10 is very, 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 uh, very, very, um, w- one last time, very contingent on Aaron Rodgers being in town <laughs> and Devontae Adams drawing double teams every play of his life. Um, Robert Tanyan was a beneficiary of that last year. Granted, he had the four-touchdown game against the uh, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Uh, uh, oh, that's right, my Atlanta Falcons. Um, Austin Hooper – he didn't play a full season last year. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but the talent's there, right? And then Mike Gisecki for me, Tua loves the guy. Yes, the weapons got better, which is a good thing for everybody involved in Miami. It should open up Mike Gisecki a little bit too. I expect to see Mike Gisecki's red zone touchdowns go up significantly this year.
0: Um, the two names, the Gisecki and Hooper, I left off because uh, Giseki, the weapons upgraded so much there and then uh, Hooper I left because of that Harrison Bryant is is a dark horse there in mm-hmm. Cleveland. Um, Irv Smith, Jr., I have him there. I mean, he he's seen he's seen targets. He showed the ability. He was drafted decently high by Minnesota. Rudolph's gone. Irv Smith's the number one tight end now, and I like his ability, I've, and I so I, I think he finds his way in the top ten. Now, top ten for tight ends, out, okay, we'll say – uh, six through ten of tight ends can – it always changes. Always. Always. There's so many names it's that throw yes. at that point. Uh, Dallas Goddard I have there because even if Ertz stays – well, we got the news that Ertz is holding out of OTAs right now. So, Goddard moved into my top ten with Ertz holding out. I don't think Ertz stays. Um, Blake Jarwin was a top ten tight end prior to his injury. And, I mean, I understand it was only a week or two or three. I don't remember how many he actually got to play. But prior to his injury, he was on pace to be a top five tight end last year.
1: Does – Zach Ertz move into your top 10 if he ends up doing that trade that everybody thinks happens where he moves into Arizona? Does Ertz move into the top 10? I think yes. I think, I think he has
0: a solid chance, yes, but there's so many weapons are there. And, I mean, he's he's getting up there in age. Um, so, I mean, he could very well move into the type, top 10, but I, I just don't know if an Arizona can even support a tight end because we've never seen Kyler Murray have a tight end.
1: Sure um my sleepers here i've been waiting all day i wouldn't tell you at work what my sleepers were i'm ready for this i should get a good giggle out of here my 11 and 12 neither one of them can be there with if they're both there okay i've got hunter henry and johnny smith all right one of these two guys if one of them takes off and either cam (laughs) or matt jones loves one of them in particular they're top 10 if he loves both of them they're top 20 which is great for the whatever. It's not great if you own them in fantasy. You're hoping for those guys to go to complete opposite sides of the country from one another, be someplace where there is no tight ends. Arizona would have been a great landing spot for one of them. They went to the same team. You know,
0: staying in out uh, staying with the Chargers would have been a great spot. That probably would
1: have been Hunter's best spot. Yes, I agree. And you know it is what it is, but Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith are on the same team now. They could have
0: swap, they could have switched position. One went to LA, the other one went to Tennessee, and I've be- been happy.
1: And they'd have both been tied <laughs> in top 10 in my, my, my book, but instead they banged their heads against the wall. They, Let's go play together. You know, um, it isn't unlikely that, that Bill Belichick could have two top 10 tight ends, he's done it before. Um, one of them was a murderer, the other one was a drunk. Um, party animal, Was, whatever. I think you, you might still, still be. be. Whatever. Um, the only guy to dent a Lombardi trophy swinging at a baseball, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Gronk Spike. Uh, but, yeah, I think if one of these guys takes off and becomes the alpha out of the tight end position there, you got a top 10 tight end.
0: All right. Okay. Here's mine. I don't okay. know if you've seen them or, or heard them. Jack Doyle. They're in Indianapolis. They get Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz loves his tight ends. I like think Jack Doyle's a name to keep an eye on to sneak up in there. There's really no other, no other real tight end to, to affect him. Mo Alley-Cox is there, but if you remember, Mo Alley-Cox didn't play football in college. He was a basketball player. Right. Adam Troutman, the only tight end on the New Orleans roster. That, I mean, that's all I got to say is he's yeah. the only tight end. I originally had him as the, as the second, as, as, as he would be the number two pass catcher. But Kamara is there, so he's the number three pass catcher Correct. on that team. Correct. Regardless, yes. uh, I don't, uh, Traquan Smith, I think, is there as their, as their second wideout, but he's more of a field stretcher than an over-the-middle mm-hmm. guy. Adam Troutman was drafted in, I believe, the third or fourth round last year from Dayton. He was highly touted as the best tight end in that draft last year. This guy has a chance to step up. Jared Cook's gone. He got some work last year. He knows the system. Yes, he's getting new quarterbacks but both those quarterbacks are trying to keep their job. Dump off to so a tight end could be a best thing right there.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, Troutman's a very interesting name, and a lot of people, if you're in a dynasty league right now, you can probably go get him off of waivers. If, and not, if you're in a redraft league, you can probably pick him up with your last pick of the draft.
0: And if not, if, if, if somebody does have him, throw him in, and you're going over there making trades. Throw him in as, oh, well, just throw me that Troutman guy. So who you don't have he to does. cut him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, just just give me Troutman, too. He's just a late guy you put at the bottom of your bench. And Which, let-
1: this kind of walks us right into what we're going to be talking about next week. We're going to talk about some deep sleepers and redrafts and some trade targets and dynasty and what, what those trades might possibly look like to get them done. Um, obviously, we do want to have one last thing we want to round out. The NFL schedules have come out. There is some huge games this year. You got the number one pick versus the number two pick. Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence 16, I believe. You got... Um, You've got uh, Tom Brady going back to New England with a chance to be the all-time break the all-time passing record in that game. Tickets are already like a thousand dollars for the cheapest seats there. Um, so there's some interesting games. Real quick, I want to hit the bye weeks that we have so far. Um, which remember we have an 18 game slate this year or an 18 week slate. So there's bye weeks or later. Make sure your commissioner is pushing your, your your playoffs back. And if you're in a
0: two week playoff schedule. Odds are you're going in, and week 14 is going to be your first game of your playoffs. There's bye weeks in week 14 a lot and a lot of big names. We're going to hit on a couple of these bye weeks here. But I mean, make sure you look at your playoff schedule.
1: All right. So let's I'll just run through them real quick. Week six, you got Atlanta out, New Orleans, the Jets, and the 49ers. Week seven is a big week, probably the biggest week of the of the year. You got the Buffalo Bills, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Dallas Cowboys. Jacksonville Jaguars, Los Angeles Chargers, and the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of big names. Tons of talent out that week. Week 8, you got the Baltimore Baltimore Ravens and the Las Vegas Raiders. A couple running backs out. Week 9, you got Detroit, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and the Washington football team. Week 10, you got Chicago, Cincinnati, Houston, and New York Giants. Week 11, you got Denver and Los Angeles Rams. Week 12 is the Cardinals and the Chiefs.
0: Lots of big names with only two two teams out.
1: Week 13, you got the Carolina Panthers, the Cleveland Browns, the Green Bay Packers, another big list. And then week 14, you got Indianapolis, Miami, New England, and Philadelphia. Again, some leagues haven't started yet. Some dynasties are still going. Get on your commissioner. Make them push that start back. You don't want to be starting playoffs during bye weeks. You don't want to win a playoff game because your opponent's missing four of their starters. You want to beat everybody at their best at least I do. That's how I look at it. I want to be the champ because I earned it, not because I was gifted it. Get those playoff schedules pushed back. Now, speaking of schedules, what I did here is I went through and wrote down some playoff schedules that are pretty favorable that I like. If you're one of those people who does your early research and you want to draft people on your playoff schedule, don't do it. First of all, here's why. You got to make the playoffs for those playoff schedules to matter. All right, but there is a lot of talent with really good playoff schedules. First one, Los Angeles Chargers, you got Keenan Allen, you got Justin Herbert, you got Jared Cook, you got Austin Eckler. This is 14 through 17, and the reason I stop at 17 is because if you're playing a championship week, week 18, quit that league, save your money, people are sitting, getting ready for playoffs. It makes no sense. And
0: and adding the week 18, a lot of players didn't want that. So a lot of players, even if they're not in playoff contention, are going to be sitting out because they didn't want to play that extra game.
1: Yeah, so here's what I here's what I've got. Weeks 14 through 17. Again, there is bye weeks in week 14, so hopefully you're not playing in that week. But if you are, the Chargers have the New York Giants, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Houston Texans, and the Denver Broncos. Pretty favorable Absolutely. for everybody involved. The next team I've got is San Francisco 49ers. Again, possibly Trey Lance, George Kittle, whoever the hot hand at running back is there. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. They have the Cincinnati Bengals, Atlanta Falcons, Tennessee Titans, and the Houston Texans. That may be the best playoff. Schedule. No secondary. In yeah, any of yeah, those teams, no. really. Uh, Denver Broncos have uh, not really any quarterbacks that anybody should be worried about, but Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon. Uh, Javonta Williams. Thank you. Still can't get over that from last week, apparently. They have the Detroit Lions, Cincinnati Bengals, Las Vegas Raiders, and Los Angeles Chargers. Again, pretty favorable. Uh, and then I've got the next four down are huge names with – spotty playoff schedule, but still favorable. You got the Kansas City Chiefs. They go to the Vegas Raiders, the Los Angeles Chargers, Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati Bengals. The only one there that should be tough for Kansas City is Pittsburgh. That defense is good, and they may not have scored a ton of points to to beat them. Um, Next one is the New Orleans Saints. They have the Jets. Great matchup. Tampa Bay, tough matchup. Miami, tough matchup. And then finish championship week with Carolina Panthers, another favorable matchup. Your Seattle, uh, Seahawks, I don't know why I wanted to say Seattle Sonics. We're not talking about old basketball here. Um, don't bring up
0: bad memories.
1: Seattle Sonnet. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, here we go, uh, have Houston, great matchup. Russell, DK, Lockett should feast that week. Then they have the Rams, tough matchup, but it is a divisional opponent. That should help them a little bit. Chicago Bears, above average defense, and then they finish championship week, Detroit Lions. Then last team I have here is Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. Start off with a tough, tough week against the uh, – rams again divisional opponent though then they have detroit favorable matchup tough defense against indiana or indianapolis indianapolis excuse me and then the last week they finished against the dallas cowboys terrible defense these these are teams that if you own players you can't sit them that week
0: you have three of the four in one division
1: yes i do yes (laughs) san francisco great great seattle great arizona great yeah um I also have three from another division with the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Chiefs. So there's yeah. so apparently it's just some a, some AFC West and or AFC. They're picking on the yes. picking on the lower conferences. Yes. Um. So yes, again, it it is imperative that when you're drafting, one you draft uh, a, a diversified team so you don't have a bunch of bye week issues. Now in Dynasty you can't avoid that. Obviously that's something that changes every year. Um, so and missing
0: both his quarterbacks in the yeah. same week
1: it's it's something that that you have to roll with the punches in dynasty but in a redraft you can very much go into your draft knowing where bye weeks are for guys and if you've drafted in the first three three rounds and you're looking and you're like or the first six rounds even you have two guys from the same team twice you're gonna sit there and go wait a minute i need to diversify this a little bit instead of maybe grabbing the best player on the board you might grab somebody who's also very good but that's not out the same week as the rest of your team Obviously, if you're okay with it and you love the talent and you, you're saying, okay, I'll take a, week, a loss week seven when there's, all these teams are out with talent, then so be it. But you want to look at it. And then also, if you do draft a good team and you're saying, wait a minute, I've got a good team here, um, but my playoff schedule is tough. Look at some of these other teams that you might be able to trade off of and get some of these guys. Like an Austin Eckler would be great come playoff time. A George Kittle, great come playoff time. If your weakness is there and you want to address it and grab one of these studs, Look at their playoff schedule. It makes a big difference. Obviously, if you like Zeke and you want to trade for Zeke and, he look and he's got a terrible playoff schedule, that may shy you off of it a little bit. Because if you're in a championship move or a championship contender making championship moves, you want to make moves that make you better and can give you a better chance to win. And at, and snag, snagging somebody up that's got a tough playoff schedule doesn't help that.
0: No, and you can also take, let's prime example, Zeke. If he's having a good year, you can move off of him to get somebody with a more favorable matchup for the playoffs. Uh, I want to throw something out while we got a couple minutes here. Um, We saw you had a rookie in both your running backs and your tight end uh, grocery list. Um, What's a rookie quarterback that could slide into the top 10 this year?
1: So for me, if it's going to be one, it's got to be Trevor Lawrence. And the only reason I say that, I don't think Trevor Lawrence has the highest fantasy value in this class. I think that probably belongs to Justin Herbert or Justin Herbert, Justin Fields and trey lance i don't expect either one of them to start initially so you got to go with the guy that's going to start 16 games 17 games now excuse me and, and trevor lawrence barring injury is going to have the best chance to make his way there
0: okay what about i i, I agree with you 100 i think fields is, is like you said if, if he takes over as early as he should i think he's got a good chance of, of breaking the top oh, absolutely. 10. absolutely um so wide receiver do you see any wide receiver that can creep into that
1: yeah, I, I do, and if it's going to happen, it's going to be Devonta Smith, which is kind of an ego stroke to you here, um, but just simply based on the fact that there's not a whole lot of other pass-catching options there, and if Justin, Jalen Hurts ends up being a top-10 possible fantasy quarterback, it's got to be because he's he's targeting somebody and somebody's uh, taking off with that, and it's, it, it points to Devonta Smith. Now, I will also say that as down as his draft stock was, Amon Ross St. Brown's going to have that chance also because – Target share in Detroit. Absolutely. Jared Goff's still going to throw the ball. They're going to be down a lot in games.
0: One uh, one name that I could see creeping up into the rankings, I don't know if he'll make it all the way into the top ten, is uh, Jalen They Everyone said he's the next coming of Tyree Kill. Well, guess what? If he goes out on that field
1: and, and, and he
0: shows that he can make people miss and he can get deep and he can get around everybody and, and, and has the soft hands – he could easily, easily come up. Yes, there's a lot of weapons in Miami, but guess what? The breakaway, the yak yards, everything like that, Jalen Waddle could find his way up there.
1: Yeah, listen, I mean, uh, Tua Tagovailoa was the best ever deep ball passer in college football history. And you add not one but two deep ball threats for him and Will Fuller and Jalen Waddell. Um, It's going to depend on which one does it more often than the other. But, yeah, you definitely could see a top ten uh, fantasy target come out of that. Absolutely. The only other thing I want to bring up, real real quick here, before we before we send everybody off here, Pat Freemuth, does he have any chance to be a top ten tight end this year? Absolutely.
0: I mean, he's only behind Ebron,
1: and uh, but his quarterback play worries me a little bit. I, I do think Pat Freemuth would be a top twenty this year for sure. If things fall in the right order and the card, the right cards are dealt to him, you could see him go up higher than that. But I, I don't want to place him there just yet. Right. All right, so that's about all we got for you guys this week. Obviously, next week we're going to come at you with some some sleepers, uh, and redrafts, and some dynasty trade targets. We'll talk about that in, in some great depth. Great depth next week, um, and uh, the week after we're going to hit a complete redraft mock draft. Um, so stay tuned. That should be fun. We might try to get uh, get another guest here with us. If we do, it'll probably be the same guy as last time, Jason Urish. If he's if he's so willing and gracious to to appear again. Uh, but as always, stay hungry
0: and stay fat, my friends.